Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. Very windy today. Oh, by the way, it's Saturday. What's the date? Oh yeah, 1st. 1st of July. Saturday, 1st of July. 10.30 in the morning. So this podcast will be on 8 o'clock tomorrow morning for you. It's 19C, which is 66 Fahrenheit. 73% humidity. 1006 millibars. And the wind, pretty strong from the west. So it's not a cold wind, it's quite pleasant out there. I just don't like the wind. Thank you for all your emails and messages. Excellent stuff, love reading them all. Anne, one from Anne, stands out in particular. Anne says, was it noisy back in your day? (laughs) Was it noisy? That's how Anne has started the email. And when I read on, I see what she means. Were pubs, restaurants noisy? Wherever you went back then, she's asking me, was it noisy? Because these days, she says, for example, went out for a meal with her husband uh, in this restaurant. Very nice restaurant, beautiful food. But there was a table, uh, quite a few tables away, not right next to them, where there were six people and they were so loud. She said there was one chap in particular that was almost shouting and his laugh was really, I know, I've, I've seen this and I've seen this. It's awful. We went to a restaurant a little while ago and there was one chap, his laugh was really, ah, 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 the whole, you know, it's just so loud in the whole restaurant. People were looking, people were looking at him and looking at the kind of waitress lady and I don't, nothing you can do. What you can't say, look, don't laugh. They were just very, very loud people. So I do understand that. And I don't remember things being as noisy in the 50s and 60s as they are these days. I have to say, I didn't frequent restaurants that often back then, but I don't remember people being noisy. If anything, it was the other way around. People were a little bit subdued. They were talking to each other, but almost whispering. Whereas these days they shout. (laughs) I can't stand, as you know, I cannot stand shouting and loud people. And also mentions TV adverts. Well, I've covered that before, haven't I? They used to be quiet, whereas these days everyone has to shout on the TV, on adverts. Back then, back in the 50s, they were quiet, they were calm. Kids' programmes were quiet, whereas now it's all laser guns and shouting and explosions. Okay, there were things like Thunderbirds. You had explosions in that and Stingray and, you know, International Rescue. That was great, wasn't it? That was Thunderbirds. Some of that got a bit loud in places, but the the characters in there, the puppets, they weren't shouting. And the cartoons, Popeye, look at the old black and white Popeye cartoons from way back when. They didn't shout. Tom and Jerry, some people have complained about the violence. You know how the cat would get a hammer and flatten the mouse and go bang, 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 and the mouse is completely flat. And then he stands up again because he's perfectly all right, as if nothing's happened. Well, some people recently, I've I've been reading on social media, oh, that's violent, you shouldn't show children that, that's violent. Oh, I I don't know, it was good fun in the day and I think it's good fun now. And I don't think it's anywhere near as violent as things are today. I mean, first of all, it was a cartoon. Anyway, that's another issue. (laughs) I'm not going off on on one about violence, that's daft. But uh, yes, restaurants, I remember going to restaurants back then and... They were quiet. They had background music, possibly. Whereas, again, these days, sometimes you go to a place and the music is so loud, you can't talk. 
the times we've been somewhere and we just can't talk. Even in our local club, there are times when the, they've got the speakers there and this jukebox thing. Sometimes that is so loud, we have to say, what, sorry, what did you say? It's ridiculous when people go out for a drink for the evening. And this is early evening. This has been, as you know, on a Friday, we go, say, four o'clock in the afternoon. And there's not many people in there. But they've got the jukebox so loud, Trish and I can't hear each other. So we've had a beer and a glass of wine and left. We only ever stay for an hour or so. I have two beers and Trish will have two glasses of wine. But uh, we have left early because of the noise. When the four of us go up there, Trisha's sister and her husband, we haven't seen them for perhaps a week or two weeks. So we want to catch up and have a chat. And that's very difficult. I can't, I haven't got a loud voice. Some people, Trisha, <laughs> she's quite loud. And she is heard. People can hear what she's saying. People don't hear what I'm saying. I might sound loud now, but I'm only a foot away from the microphone. But when I'm in a noisy environment, such as a, a pub or the club, I'm not heard. People can't hear me. We were in a restaurant some years ago, and the people on the table next to us, there were only four of them, and one of the chaps there was really loud. He had this voice that just carried. It was piercing and really loud. And I said to the waitress, she came over to take our order. And I said, can we have another table? Because, you, you know, we were shown where to sit. And she smiled and said, yes, follow me. She understood why. I didn't have to say anything. She knew why. And she put us in a, a corner the other side of the restaurant. He was still loud, but not right in my ear. Another email from Ray. Hello, Ray. Ray sent me a link of things in the past. All very interesting stuff. But there's one thing on there that stood out for me. People in the old days unravelling woolen jumpers. You know, you get a woolen jumper. Well, they're not wool these days, are they? I've got a couple of nice jumpers. And I was saying to Trish once, don't you have to sort of lie them flat when they've been washed because the wool will stretch? She said, well, not wool. Oh, aren't they? I thought, that. no, 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 they're not wool. I don't know what they are. Some synthetic stuff. But in the old days, I remember my grandmother unravelling, unpicking a woolen jumper, rolling up the wool into a ball, ready to knit something else, a scarf or a pair of gloves or another jumper. <laughs> it's quite good fun, that. I used to help her winding up the the ball and also what was that oh what was it called you know what I mean you hold your two hands out and you, not a hack of wool a something of wool and she's winding it into a ball and you're holding this I'll find out in a minute I'll look it up I bet loads of you out there hundreds of thousands of you are saying the word it's a so-and-so it's a so-and-so I forget what it's called but that was good people knitted back then and that was a a quiet time for people. Now, that's what this episode is about. Did we have quiet times back then? Yes, because um, Anne's mentioned that. You know, what did you do for a, a quiet sort of getaway? Where did you go? Did you go and sit down the garden or was it quiet in your bedroom? We did have quiet times back then. My quiet time, if I wanted to get away from everything, not that there was much to get away from then, you know, one or two channels on the television when I was a child, uh, not much noise. The radio wasn't loud, <laughs> just BBC Radio 2 with a bit of background music. Nothing was loud, but I would go and sit in the woods. I would sit in the woods with my back to a pine tree. I read somewhere, I don't laugh, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I've always got a sort of open mind to these things. I read somewhere that if you sit with your back to a pine tree, you can draw energy from the tree. Now, how about that? That's interesting, isn't it? 
Some of you now are saying, ah, rubbish, what are you talking about? And others are saying, that's right. I do exactly that and it works. I found it worked for me. I mean, it didn't make me energetic. I don't mean <laughs> it made me hyperactive. Not that sort of energy. Some other sort of energy. I can't explain it. You either know what I mean or you don't. Anyway, that's another issue again. But that was me. That was me looking for my quiet time. I'd go over to the woods on my own. In fact, I was talking to my mum this morning. We've been round there. Trish does a bit of housework for her. And I chat to her on a Saturday morning. And she was saying, do you remember the woods over by Limbrick Shops? They were looking up on the map. Limbrick. Limbrick Shops. Um, what's the name of the Well, on the A27, isn't it? No, it's not. It's the A259. Oh, I don't know what road it is. It's the A259. And she remembers me going over to the woods. She, she said, you'd be gone for hours sometimes on your own. I would. I'd just sit on my own, just listening to the birds and the, the wildlife and stuff like that. Fantastic. I said BBC Radio 2, didn't I? It was the light programme, the BBC light programme, which was light music. Ah, going back to the wool, I've just looked it up. It was a hank, H-A-N-K, a hank of wool. So kids in those days, they'd hold their two hands out about a foot apart with this hank of wool round them. And then granny or mum would wind it into a ball of wool. So that's good. I'm glad I looked that up. I'm glad I've solved that mystery. Going back to quiet times, one of our granddaughters, when she was first born, she was very tiny. Then she got onto a bottle. What was she? I don't know how old she was. A year, 10 months? I can't remember. And we would have quiet times. I'd sit with her in the lounge. She'd be sitting on me and I'd be feeding her her bottle. And she would, her big eyes, she'd just look up at me and I'd look at her. And we'd be like that for, I don't know, a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. And that was our quiet time. It was strange. She would sometimes look at me as if she wanted to say, you know, I want a quiet time now. I can't remember how old she was. I have to ask Trish. And then she'd come up onto my lap. She'd sort of lay down and I'd get the bottle and she'd be drinking her milk and just looking up at me, having her quiet time. That was nice. I liked that as well. It was nice and quiet because everyone else had to be quiet. We didn't have any music going. Trish was quiet. Everyone was quiet. So I really enjoyed our quiet times. She's 17 now, driving around in her own car, blasting out music. Oomch, 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 oomch. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there we are. Things change, don't they, as you get older. Things weren't always quiet. Back in the 60s, if I went to see a live band playing somewhere, that was loud. Now, music, obviously it depends on the type of music. If it's something you don't like, then even when it's not that loud, it's awful. But if it's something you really enjoy and get into, then you can turn the volume up. I do with certain music. We've got big speakers in the dining room and a big amp. I'll wind the volume up. Not too much because of the neighbours, but I do like that loud. Depends what the music is. Something like the 1812 Overture. That has to be loud. So does Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> that has to be extremely loud. But listening to a live band, going to a club, or a pub and listening to a live band, it is loud. It's going to be loud, isn't it? You go there to hear the music and you know it will be loud. And if you don't like that, don't go. All this reminds me of a girl I knew <laughs> many years ago. She wasn't loudly spoken, but she crashed about the place, you know. She'd walk into a room. Most people would walk into a room and sit down. She'd walk into the room, she'd kick the table, bash the chair knock something over, then sit down and, I don't know, knock a sofa cushion onto the floor. She would 
instead of walking into a room, she would explode into a room. It was quite funny, actually. I only went out with her for a while because I couldn't stand it. She'd get into my car and she'd knock something off the dashboard, kick something, shut the door. I don't know. Whatever she did, she just exploded rather than calmly and quietly did something. I remember her putting records. I was around her house once. She was playing records and she was scratching the records and dropping them. And I don't know, it was <laughs> then a record's playing and halfway through she'd inadvertently bashed the record player across the record. Yeah, that's that one scratched and ruined. She was a, a nightmare, a walking explosion. Oh, one other thing that I'll never forget. We were at a, a nightclub and we were both dancing. Well, I say we were, she was dancing. I was making odd shapes and trying to pretend I was dancing. I was no good at dancing. I just couldn't do it. I just stand there and wobble my arms around a bit. But she was flinging herself all over the place. She knocked this girl over that was next to her. Oh, sorry, sorry. So anyway, this girl got up. She was all right. And then she's dancing, going backwards to where the, the bar area was. And she backed into this chap. He spilled his drink all over the floor. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was funny. But this chap, he was all right, luckily. But uh, I was embarrassed. I just pretended. I pretended I wasn't with her. <laughs> oh dear. Awful. That was the karaoke. Who remembers the karaoke club in Worthing? I had some lovely times there. I really did. It used to close at two in the morning. They turn on these, you know, these strip lights, fluorescent strip lights at two o'clock in the morning and everyone's, oh, oh, it's awful. You're hiding your eyes. It's like the sun had come out and everything looked dreadful. You know, in the sort of subdued lighting, the dull lighting, it was lovely. Then all these strip lights came on and oh, everyone looked at each other and everyone's had too much to drink and it all looked awful. There's drink all spilled on the floor and <laughs> that was the best way to get rid of people, turn on that lighting and everyone just left. Some of the clubs I went to were obviously noisy. They had live bands there, but there was always, I don't know quite how they arranged it. There was always a corner or somewhere where you could sit and have a chat with whoever you were with. You could have a chat although the band was playing and it was quite loud. I remember on the dance floor section in front of the band at the karaoke, that was really loud because they got the, the big speakers, the Marshall 100 watt amps, and it just blew your head off. It was fantastic, if you like what they're playing, of course. But there were places where you could go and sit away from the speakers and the dance floor, which was really handy. I mean, if you're just taking a girl out or something for the first or the second time, you know, you take her to the club. We want to speak to her. You want to be able to chat so you could go and sit in the, the darkened corner. <laughs> I sat there a few times. What am I saying? I think these days, though, it's just a sign of the time everything is loud. DJs are loud. Music is always too loud wherever I seem to go. You know what I think of Butlins. With all due respect to Butlins, hundreds of people love it. But it is so loud there. Even when you, you get there, park the car. Okay, as you're walking to your hotel or wherever it is you're staying on the site, in the bushes, there are loudspeakers hidden and there's music coming out of the bushes. And I, every time we go there, I say to Trish, here we go, we're at Butlins and they play dreadful music. It's too loud, coming out of the bushes. <laughs> I have said, where's Trish going again later this year? I've got to go next February and I have said I'm not going anymore. I, I can't do it. I'd really, it's mental torture. 
It really is mental torture. I hate the whole thing. Wherever you go, it's loud. Outside, it's loud. Inside, it's loud. When we go into one of the eating places, the eateries, one of the restaurants, they're loud. There's people in there shouting and there's music which is too loud. I just, I hate the whole thing. I'd rather go and sit in the woods with, on the ground, sit on the ground with my back to a pine tree and listen to the birds. The only thing Bucklins has got going for it are the birds, I suppose. And not the type you, <laughs> you listen to when you're in, a, in the woods with a pine tree behind you. But the other type of birds, that's the only thing it's got going for it. I put ear defenders in. Trish bought me some. These little things you put in your ears. And it does really cut the sound down by many, many decibels. It's fantastic. So I put those in and I sit there with my pint of beer. The music then is a reasonable volume and I can look around at the birds. <laughs> I said, I'm going to get myself into trouble, aren't I? I love it, though. It's all good fun. Politically incorrect. Is it incorrect or incorrect? Incorrect, isn't it? Oh, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it's good fun, isn't it? Our school playground, of course, back in the 50s, uh, that was obviously noisy at break time and lunch time. School playgrounds are, though, aren't they? I like it. We've got a school, I was going to say not so far, but it's a, it must be half a mile from us. Um, yeah, getting on for half a mile. And at break time in the summer, hear all the kids out on the playground all shouting and screaming. The boys shout, the girls scream. <laughs> but I love it. Throughout my whole life, I've heard... Many old people say it's lovely to hear children playing in the street or in the park or wherever. And now I'm getting on a bit. It is, they're right. It is lovely to hear the kids. We used to have a lot of children in our road. They've all grown up and gone now. But in the summer, they're all out there. They're shouting and laughing and mucking about. And I know not everyone like, you get some old people, they're miserable, aren't they? Have you found that? Some old people are really miserable old, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking at? I mustn't swear. I mustn't swear, but they really are miserable devils. I've often thought, you know, for goodness sake, well, you cheer up a bit. What is the matter with you? <laughs> they moan and groan. They don't enjoy anything. Duh, school's too loud. Damn kids in the playground making a noise. This is too loud. I don't like this. I don't like that. They don't like anything. <laughs> I think I quite enjoy life. You know, I have good fun. I, it, there are things that I don't like, obviously, <laughs> such as butlins. But even that, I... Make the most of it for Trisha's sake, for her sister's sake. They love it, you know. So we all go piling over to Butlins and it's what we get there Friday and we're back Monday. Or oh, what was it the other day? I made them laugh. They were saying, uh, we had a couple of the daughters here as well. And we're all talking about Butlins. And one of them saying, oh, the best part of Butlins for me is this. Oh, no, the best part, what I like about Butlins is this and that. They're all chatting and they, they looked at me. And I said, all oh, right, uh, my best part about Butlins is Monday morning when we get in the car to go home. <laughs> that made them all laugh. I'm bashing my desk here now. Look, I'm doing a Magnus, is it Pike or Magnuson? I never forget which, it, Magnus Pike, isn't it? Chap used to gesticulate and wave his arms all over the place. Anyway, this video, video? What am I talking about now? This podcast episode is all about being quiet, having quiet times, being peaceful. And the house, listen, complete silence. Do you know why? Trish has gone to the cinema with her mum and they won't be back for at least two or three hours. Absolute bliss.
She did say the other day when she booked the tickets, would I like to go as well? It's, it's Indiana Jones and some new thing out. I, I can't do that. I don't like the cinema. She said, I'm only asking you. I know you'll say no, but I'm just asking you so, so as not to be rude and leave you out. Well, I would rather be left out. What I hate about the cinema, uh, now the cinema, yeah, what do I hate about the cinema? Oh yeah, when I was, just earlier when I was talking about old people moaning, I know I moan, but not like they do. They moan at everything. I just moan at most things. <laughs> what do I hate about the cinema? Being forced in with a load of people in a small seat. They're all against me. Some of them don't wash. They smell. They cough and splutter <laughs> all over you. There's germs everywhere. I hate the whole thing. I just don't like it. I just don't want to be hemmed in with a load of people. If ever we do go to a a theatre or something, which I hate again, but if, if I have to, Trish is very good. She makes sure I sit on the end. So I've got her one side of me and no one the other side of me. Or if we've, depends on how the seating's arranged, I've got her one side of me and her sister the other side of me. So I've got strangers, people that smell and don't wash and things. As my nephew, <laughs> as he says, there's no excuse for it these days. Bar of soap and a bit of deodorant. Now, why do some people stink? <laughs> and I, I, I mustn't mention that at Butlins because um, her sister, or well, Trish and her sister, they tell me off because I say things sometimes rather loud, a little bit too much volume. And her sister especially, she says, shh, Mondo, shush. She calls me Mondo. Goodness knows why. <laughs> Happy days. I had another email here somewhere. Where's my, got my notes here. Hang on a minute, what's this? Uh, oh, Derek, hello, Derek. That's right, Derek said, what happened to Janet? Do you remember Janet? I used to mention her now and then. I couldn't read out her emails because they were inappropriate, <laughs> to put it mildly. I don't know, Derek. I haven't heard from Janet for six months, I, uh, this year. I don't think I've heard from her this year, in fact. I think she had some personal problems. And uh, she just stopped emailing, so that's a shame. Another email here from Alan. Hello, Alan. Nice to hear from you. Alan is in America. I don't know where, because your email is just something dot com. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't tell you where you are. But uh, loves the podcast episodes, which is good. And can I make them longer? Oh, Alan, you're joking, aren't you? They're almost an hour long as it is. I had a that reminds me. I had an email from someone the other day. You know, I do these technical type radio videos and things like that on YouTube. A chap the other day, he said, he emailed me and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got a clue about any of this technical stuff at all, but I could listen to you all day long. I thought that was rather nice. He doesn't have got a clue what I'm talking about when I go into aerials and you know electrical type theory stuff and my on my weird YouTube podcast. No, they're not podcast, YouTube videos. He just likes to listen. Isn't that funny? That <laughs> made me laugh. Did I tell you we've booked another Isle of Wight holiday for later this year? Do you know, the funny thing is, until Trish and I started going over there many years ago, I'd only been once as a child, and I can barely remember that, to the Isle of Wight. And a lot of people I speak to, you know, how the, the hairdresser's doing your hair and he'll say, oh, I've got your holiday book this year. Yes, Isle of Wight. Oh, I've never been there. Or I went once when I was a child. The amount of people that have never been there or only been once when they were young, once or twice maybe. Isn't that strange? It's only down the road. Mind you, the ferry is 200 quid or more. The most expensive 
water crossing in the world, apparently, so I've been told. But we managed to find a place, ferry included, Monday to Friday, 200 quid all in. So how about that? It's only a little chalet, it's basic. I do remember going as a child. I don't remember much about it, but I remember a steam engine on the pier. Is it Ride Pier? Where they got the railway line, goes out to the end. The boats, the ferries used to go to the end of the pier. The people would get off there, then get on the steam train. Well, it wasn't a steam train. That's incorrect, isn't it? A steam engine, a steam pulled train or whatever. The, the, The train itself isn't steam. They get on this train pulled by a steam engine, which would then take them all the way along the pier to the land and to wherever they were going. I do remember that. But it's really odd, the amount of people that have never been to the Isle of Wight, people that have lived here. I mean, you can see it on a clear day. You can see it from Worthing. You can see the island. The same with the New Forest and the West Country. The amount of people that have said, oh, I've never been to the New Forest. What's it like? It's lovely. Fantastic. I went there as a kid a couple of times. I remember one Sunday morning, a friend of my dad's came round with his wife and all their kids. And they piled into our kitchen and said, we're off to the New Forest. Come in with us. <laughs> uh, we're sort of, uh, uh, yeah, my dad's sort of looking at my mum and, should we go to the New Forest? Yeah, so we all piled in our car and uh, we all went down to the New Forest, took a picnic and stuff. That was fantastic. It's only down the road. Of course, back then, back then, there was a country lane and there were hardly any cars. These days, oh, nightmare, absolute nightmare. Did I tell you I came back from, where was I coming back from the other day? Oh, I did tell you, didn't I? I thought all the cars were parked. I'm going along to the road junction. Loads of cars there, in a whole queue of cars. I thought they were parked, so I'm just sailing past them all. And Trish said, what are you doing? These aren't parked, that's the queue. And oh my goodness, <laughs> I had to go the other side of the road and park as if I was visiting someone in a house there. I looked all innocent as the drivers were looking at me. I'm driving past them all. And then after a few of them had gone, um, I just indicated and came out and joined the queue. Someone let me in the queue. But uh, wherever I go now, absolute nightmare. It's horrendous. I love the old days. I remember when I first started driving, you could go anywhere and the roads were quiet. It was bliss, absolute bliss. I seriously want to give up driving now. But of course, that means leaving it all to Tricia, which wouldn't be fair. The funny thing is, Several people have said, but what's it like on the Isle of Wight? Yes, there are a lot of cars, but it's a lot quieter there. The roads are beautiful. Absolutely lovely roads. They had a they had a, a road scheme uh, on the whole island where they've resurfaced and rebuilt roads. It really is nice. Yes, you get a few traffic jams here and there if there's roadworks or traffic lights in the summer when it's busy, but nothing like here on the mainland. It's, a, oh, it's awful. We went to Capel few years ago. You know, Capel, look it up on the map, C-A-P-E-L, up in Surrey. There was a military vehicle show. So we got Trisha's mum in the back and we're off up there, up to Surrey. And the queue was over a mile long in this village. There were buses jammed up. No one could get through. Into the, the huge field area or several fields where the show was, it wasn't organised properly. We couldn't get in. People couldn't get out. And the entire village where we were queuing was just gridlocked. We turned round. Eventually, I managed to turn the car round and we came home. That was the end of that. (laughs) I don't know. I just hate it all. 
Do you remember last Wednesday, the midweek message, I was talking about my nan, as we call her, my grandmother, bringing sweets and comics. Well, se <laughs> several of you have said your favourites were uh, Toffee Crisp and Twix bars and uh, Crunches and Mars bars. And I think the general kind of consensus seems to be from your messages and emails. We all had far too many sweets back then. We really did. There were sweets all over the place. Our local sweet shop, wherever you went, there were sweet shops. Jam-packed. Do you remember buying a quarter of... Who was it said that? that oh, uh, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. She said she used to go down and buy a quarter of pear drops. I remember pear drops. A quarter was... Was that a quarter of a pound? It must have been a quarter of a pound. Oh, not ounces. I can't remember. But you go in there, quarter of anna seeds or quarter of pear drops, quarter of this quarter of that and you get them in a little white paper bag see no plastic back then and uh, you pay your sixpence or whatever it was six what was it sixpence halfpenny sixpence three farthings and all this weird money stuff and we were always eating sweets I remember the trip to the dentist well we had a school dentist it was all NHS you know you didn't pay privately like you do now I remember the school dentist coming round and I do remember hearing him saying things like, oh, good grief. He didn't say stone the crows, but you know, good grief, your teeth aren't good. Oh, look, your teeth aren't, you're going to have to make an appointment to come in and see me. It was all the sweets we were pigging all the time. All we did was eat sweets. Down the road from our secondary school, there was a, a little shop, I'm pretty sure it was called the Tuck Shop. And it was right on the little road to the school entrance. And of course, on the way to school and on the way out of school, Everyone piled in there, 600 boys in our school. Not, I mean, you couldn't get away 600 in the shop at the same time. But there was a queue outside and halfway down the street. We'd buy bottles of Pepsi and uh, sweets, chocolates. Oh, goodness me. And yet, now here's the thing. Here we are, thinking of North Carolina. Here's the thing. We were all skinny. We really were skinny. I was like, a, a, as a friend of mine used to call me a human skeleton. I just looked like a skeleton. I was that thin. My arms, I didn't have any muscles. Well, I still haven't really. I'm skinny all over still, except for my stomach. Hello, we've got noises going on. That's all right. That's our local WhatsApp group. So yeah, uh, all the sweets that we used to get through, goodness me, I don't know. I don't know why we weren't all ill because back then, of course, the sweets were well, mainly sugar. These days, at least they're trying to cut down on things like sugar and salt. But back then, there were no diet Pepsis or diet Cokes. It was all full fat, full sugar, full everything, full tooth decay and goodness knows what. But we survived. Of course, another thing a load of us boys would buy on the way to or on the way from school in this little tuck shop. It's only a tiny shop. It's still there. I'm not sure what they sell now. It's not a sweet shop. I'll have to have a look the next time I go past. But we'd buy cigarettes. Ten cadets and a box of matches. Some of us had lighters. Do you remember the old petrol lighters? They were brilliant. We'd go in there and buy these like little rubber tube things of petrol. And you pierce a hole in one end and then squirt the petrol into your lighter or cotton wool in there to soak up the petrol. And uh, many of us had lighters. I don't know where we got those from. And we go and buy cigarettes. Five part drive, ten woodbine <laughs> on the way to school. All the teachers smoked. 
most of the kids smoked, most of their parents smoked, everyone smoked. So I suppose the chap in the sweet shop selling us the fags, although it was uh, illegal, you know, you meant to be 16, the cops didn't seem to care, they never came in to check. And th this chap that owned the sweet shop, he must have made a huge profit out of not just sweets, but cigarettes as well. <laughs> Talking of those petrol lighters, I remember a kid at school in class, we're all, it was very quiet. There we are, that's the, the theme of this episode, very quiet. We're all writing in our books. And suddenly, suddenly, one of these kids screamed. And we all looked round at him. His desk was on fire. He'd spilt, he was filling his lighter. He'd spilt petrol all, all over the top of his desk and his uh, exercise book that he was supposed to be writing in. And he I must have flicked the lighter. And his desk, the top of the desk and his book was on fire. Oh, that was brilliant. I hated school, but that was one of the, the very, very happy memories I've had. I didn't forget that. Well, I haven't forgotten it now, but that was the talk of the school for many, many months. The day he set fire to his book and his desk. The teacher, I remember the teacher coming around. There were fire extinguishers, but he didn't, didn't grab that. He just got... Um, a coat. I think he grabbed a coat from somewhere, put that over the whole desk, and of course the fire went out, starved of oxygen. Because the boy got the cane. We're all sniggering. That was a fantastic day. That was one of the best school days anyone could ever have in your entire life. Set fire. I don't, I don't like doing this. this. I don't like this book. I'm not reading this. I set fire to it. No, it was a pure accident. I remember the kid saying afterwards, he was just filling his lighter and the flint, you know, the little wheel when you, you press the lighter to light it, he must have inadvertently pressed it and a spark, woof, that's it, the whole lot's gone. <laughs> oh, brilliant. What a day that was, a day to remember. There was another fire out on the edge of the playing field one summer, one of these very hot summers, you know, where the, the grass has all gone brown, long grass, it's like hay. No one knew how it happened, but they reckoned someone was smoking. Probably a teacher, that, you know, apart from one of the kids, probably a teacher, threw a cigarette end down and woof, up, up went the grass and it's all on fire. Fire engine turned up. In those days, a bell on the fire engine and the police cars, ding-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling. None of this, uh, what was it, Ninor, Ninor later, wasn't it? And then they went over to the woo-woo-woo thing. <whistles> all that business. That was quite a good day to remember. That was fun. Of course, cigarettes were cheap. Well, relatively cheap. But what are they now? Someone said the other day they're £15 for a packet of 20. Is that right? £15? I knew they'd gone up to 10. I'll have to look that up. Something else for me to look up. 20 cigarettes, £15. If you smoke 40 a day, as a lot of people do, that's £30 a day. <laughs> Crikey. £30 a day. Talk about stone the crows. Stone your lungs. £30 a day and your wallet. People can't afford that, surely. 30 quid a day on fags. Crikey, that is a lot of money. It's an expensive way to kill yourself. As I said, I smoked, I think I told you some time ago, I smoked for 42 years and I managed to give it up in the end. I gave it up 15 years ago, so I must have saved a fortune since then. But I got away with it. I really did get away with it. So many people have had, um, what is it, bronchial stuff and... COPD, all this sort of business. I was very, very lucky. I was very stupid to do it for 42 years. But as it turns out, very lucky. Now, here's the thing again. Booze was cheap. I remember there was a boys club. I hated that. There was a boys club. 
And this friend of mine at school said, oh, come to the boys' club. I've never been there. Oh, it's great, he said. So he cycled round to me and we cycled down there together one evening, about seven o'clock, chucked our bikes on this whole pile of bikes and went into this small building behind some shops. And it was a boys' club. And I looked round, I thought, well, this isn't much fun. There was a, here we go again. There was a, a sort of hatch in the wall where this lady was selling Pepsi and sweets and chocolates and all this stuff, not cigarettes. I'll come to that in a minute. So more sweets, more Pepsi, more sugar, more rotted teeth, decaying teeth. But it was awful there. There were just these boys that some of them thought they were, I don't know what they thought they were, Rambo or something, going around pushing people about. Someone was playing records on this dreadful record player that was all distorted. I remember Elvis Presley, was it um, Wooden Heart was playing? No, not, yeah, Wooden Heart. And uh, it's now or never, someone had taken some Presley records in and they were playing the, and it, oh, it was awful. It was all boys, or I suppose it would be being a boys club. I was hoping there'd be some girls, I nearly said birds then. <laughs> Dear, I was hoping there would be some girls there, but there weren't. There was just one old lady selling sweets. So what some of the uh, lads did, and I followed them, I heard them say, oh, we're, we're going next door to the pub. And I'm thinking, the pub, you know, where's, where's that 12 years old, the pub? <laughs> so anyway, I followed them. And at the back of this pub, you could sort of go in this back gate because there was an alleyway down to the boys' club. They went in this back gate and there's the pub landlord chap there. Uh, what do you want, lads? Oh, we'll have a couple of bottles of brown ale or whatever it was and some fags. So I thought, this is all right. This is a bit better than the boys' club. So I, I had some cigarettes on me already. Twelve years old, is that naughty? And I bought a bottle of beer and I it was... It was, what was it, a shilling and a penny. It was one and one pence or something. Or was it one and tuppence for this bottle of beer? So what's that equivalent to? I don't know what it's the equivalent to. It was like six pence or something. No, not even that. And what we did was we took our beer, and I already had the cigarettes, and went over the park, which was across the road, up the road a bit and across the road. We're sitting in the park, 12 years old, drinking and smoking. And, as luck would have it, some girls turned up. So that was a pretty good evening. But I only went to that boys' club. That was the first time. I think I went once more and that was it. Remember my friend saying, aren't you coming up to the club? No, 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 not going there. Dreadful place. There's a lot of talk these days, isn't there, about youth of today not having things to do. That's why there's a lot of trouble. And they try to open more clubs and centres and things like that. And there's complaints when some of them close because they've run out of money. We may, I don't know what it is, we made our own fun. You know, we would sit in the park. I suppose people go to the park these days, don't they? And they sit there drinking and smoking. But we didn't have many clubs. That was the only boys club I knew of. There was one later on, a club for boys and girls. That was at the Rose Wilmot Youth Centre. I went there once. That was dreadful. I walked in... <laughs> I walked in there, I remember one evening, it was only down the road from where I lived at the time. I must have been 13, 14. I walked in there, took one look at it, looked round and walked out again. That was the end of that. They were selling Pepsi and sweets. The girls there were, well, it doesn't matter what the girls were like, but I walked out of there. <laughs> but we made our own uh, entertainment and fun and stuff. I suppose it's not fair to say that because things were very, very different way back then fireworks were another thing you know we could buy 
alcohol, we could buy cigarettes, we could also buy fireworks. Children 10 years old, I remember that, seeing kids of no more than 10 years old going into the sweet shop. You know, shillings worth of bangers, please. <laughs> please, mister. <laughs> I used to buy penny bangers. Brilliant, you get 12 for a shilling. And they really were good. But they were selling these to kids, as I say, along with cigarettes. And you could go into the local off-license. I mean, the off-license, if you knew where to go, which one to go to, because they were all over the place. For people outside the UK, uh, an off-license used to be, well, still is, there aren't many around. It was where they could sell alcohol for consumption off the premises. So they had a license to sell it, to take it away, off-license. Whereas pubs had an on-license. They were only licensed to sell beer on the premises. Anyway, we'd go into an off-license where we knew the chap. Well, not knew him, but where we knew he was okay. You could go in there and say, give us a bottle of that uh, that one there, look, mate, and some fags. And he's, he'd look round, look out the window, make sure there's no copper hanging around on a bicycle. And he'd t- sell you the stuff. He'd take the money. <laughs> and uh, then we'd go over to the park and you know drink our beer and smoke our cigarettes. And uh, with our cigarettes, light the fuse on the bangers and chuck those around the park. <laughs> but it was harmless fun. I know this cigarettes and the alcohol weren't good, but yeah, with the fireworks, yeah, we didn't put them through people's letterboxes and stuff, which seems to happen sometimes, which is bad. They're thinking of banning fireworks now, aren't they? Making it illegal to let fireworks off at any other time other than firework night, your bonfire night, Guy Fawkes night. They're thinking of making it totally illegal because people are letting them off for any old reason. Oh, look, it's my birthday. Bang, whiz, bang. <laughs> oh, look, wedding anniversary. Bang, whiz, bang. And of course, animals don't like it. One of our rabbits, Jack. Jack was only six months old. We only had him a few months. Poor little man. And firework night came along. And we reckon that's what did it. In the morning, he'd gone. He was dead. We reckon he had a heart attack. He was very nervous anyway. He'd shake. He was a very, very nervous little chap. And the fireworks just killed him. We couldn't bring him indoors. We thought about it. But he wouldn't have liked that. So it didn't know what to do with him. So I think it would be good. Just have firework displays. You know, you don't want people letting them off in your back garden. Talking of fires, there was a, a massive fire in the town near um, near where I am now, actually. The Riverley Cinema. The Riverley in Worthing. That's probably on the internet somewhere if you look that up. It was a lovely cinema. I saw Bambi there. Do you remember Bambi, the film, when I was young? Anyway, the cinema burnt down. They reckon it was a cigarette end. Do you remember the seats? You, all the seats were connected together and on the back of the seat in front of you was an ashtray. Do you remember that? <laughs> and there's, there's people behind you, right? Their, their ashtray is on the back of your seat. And they're stubbing cigarettes out in it. I mean, people's hair caught fire on occasion. I remember that. Anyway, one night, the cinema burnt down. They reckon it was a cigarette. They did that. When you think about it, cigarettes, especially back then when everyone smoked, literally 90, 90 what, 5% of the people smoked, if not more. It's a wonder there weren't more fires. I remember a friend of mine had an ashtray. His dad had an ashtray in the, in the hallway of the house. And it was a, a skull. And it said, poor old Fred smoked in bed. So I mean, people did. They would fall asleep, especially after the pub. A few beers down the pub. They'd get home, 
sit in the armchair, have a cigarette, fall asleep and then set fire to the house and or themselves or both or whatever. Dreadful. And of course, in the summer, as I said, you flick a cigarette end out of the window of your car when you're driving along. It lands on the grass, which is like a tinderbox. Whoosh, up goes the grass. It's a wonder there weren't more fires back then. Have you got any stories from the 50s or 60s, the good old days? Raise rants at protonmail.com. It's very quiet here. I've still got a couple of hours before Trisha gets back. <laughs> it's lovely and quiet. So anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, raise rants at protonmail.com. Email me. Any MP3s? We've had a few in the past from people. Much appreciated. It's nice to hear what other people have got to say. Any little snippets, any little stories from the old days. It's good fun, isn't it? As I've said before, if you don't know how to record an MP3, just do a video. Cover up the cameras, do a video and send me that. That's uh, what, MP4 or MOV or whatever. Send me that, I'll get the audio from it and play it. That'd be good, you could hear yourself. <laughs> you could hear yourself coming out of whatever it is you listen on. I know quite a few of you listen in your cars when you're going to or from work. And uh, one or two people listen as you're walking through the woods or the forest. Who was it in Norway? Listens walking through the forest in Norway. Fantastic. With your little earphones. I've just repaired a one set of... I've got some proper headphones and they went all intermittent and I managed to get them apart and repair them. That's unusual these days. Take something to bits and repair it. Mind you, I had to force it apart. It was glued together. You know, the each side where the, they go over your ears. They're all glued together. I suppose they're cheap, but you'd think they could have put a couple of screws in. But, oh, I don't know. Uh, sign of the Times, isn't it? Sign of the Times. Wasn't it Harry Styles that sung that one? I can't remember. It's the 1st of July, so this month my son is coming over from North Carolina with his family. Really looking forward to that. He's going to be sitting here. Most of the time he's in England. He's going to sit here at my computer, sorting out this and sorting out that. I've got a Surface Pro that needs sorting out. Oh, no, two. Trish has got one as well. So he won't be able to leave our house, basically. He'll be sitting here in my air-conditioned, high-tech studio. OK, at my three-quid table. <laughs> I think he's going to sort of strip my computer of all that's on it and then reload everything and get it all working properly. I built this computer. When I say built it, I put all the parts together. With his help, you know, we were communicating from North Carolina to England and he was saying, do this and do that. I put it all together and it worked. And, you know, it's worked. Goodness me, how long ago was that when I built this computer? It must be six, seven, eight years. And it's been perfect all the time. But he says it's all out of date now and the operating system is old. So apparently we're going to redo the whole lot. And you know what happens when you redo the whole lot like that? Half the stuff I want will be gone. There'll be new programs that I don't like, new versions of old ones that I don't like and don't know how to use. And for several weeks, it'll be an absolute nightmare. But long term, in the long term, it'll be a good thing because it really, it really is getting on a bit now. Rather like me, I'm getting on a bit now and I'm going on a bit now. So have you had enough? Where are we? Just over 47, 48 minutes into... I never quite make the hour these days, do I? used to be sort of 15 or 20 minutes. Then someone said, why don't you make it longer? Someone else said, yeah, make it an hour. So I said, do you want to listen to me for an hour? Stone and crows. Anyway, raise rants. There's a fly in here. Oh, look. Don't you just hate it when there's a fly buzzing around your air-conditioned high-tech studio? 
raiserants at protonmail.com. Love to hear from you. I will see you on Wednesday. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> I remember people saying that to me in the old days. Adults would say to me when I was in my teens, don't do anything I wouldn't do. I was never quite sure what it meant. <laughs> anyway, look after yourselves. I will see you on Wednesday with a midweek message. Until then, bye-bye for now.